Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. Long time no see again. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh... This is going to soon be a monthly podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're, right we're getting to that that point. We'll see what schedules change again, but it's a busy time of year, as usual. Yeah, this so. is a pretty busy time of year, as school takes off and all that fun stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so how have you been? I've been okay. Let's see, I finished another grad school class. Yay. And I must Always say, um, this class involved um, a video project. Which, uh, you know, thank you to the podcasts and everything. I, I actually have now have experience on speaking clearly on video, which is a good thing. Yes. Because I had to review my fellow students' videos. And I was like, oh, good golly. Did you all listen to yourselves? <laughs> There's one girl. She had COVID. And she even said that, that at the beginning. And I, I felt really bad. But she was gasping for breath and talking really fast. And I was like... What did she say? <laughs> it it's was, it's it, challenging. It takes a while to learn to slow down your speaking when you are recording. In this environment with the two of us, it's much easier yeah. because we play off each other. When you're doing it yourself, as I've found multiple times, it can be challenging to keep the cadence manageable so you don't right. have um, yeah that real fast talking because that's yeah. what ends up happening you just oh, yeah. talk real fast you i mean the three girls it. that i listened to um i think one of them was fairly she she was probably the most clear but the other two uh, i don't know if they had any idea how fast that they were were talking one of them her slides the word she had on her slides did not match what she was saying so i had to keep stopping and going wait she didn't t- did she talk about that what she you know and it just comes from experience, and um, I'm obviously one of the older people in the class and, uh, so, and have a little bit more experience on how to, even though I'm maybe not as technolog- technologically savvy as some of the younger folks, I know how to at least present in a little bit better. I've had more experience with that. That so. helps. And, and yeah. video is a, is a different beast. It, it's much easier to work with now than it was, say, five or ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much easier to work with. My problem was I was trying to figure out how to look at the camera and look at my script because I couldn't memorize the whole script. And you actually had to turn in the script. It was it was an eight-week project, and you had to you know, turn in pieces of it. So the script really had to match. It's like, okay, how can I look at the camera and read and not look like I'm looking off into space? That was a little bit challenging. But I got it. It, looked, it ended up coming out pretty good. That's what teleprompters are for. I don't own a teleprompter, so. Yeah, if, what you do is you learn to like break your speech up and make it like a 25 point font, larger font, maybe not 25, but 20 or something like mm-hmm. that. Post it behind the camera, like tape it behind the camera. Well, I used my desktop, so I had the camera up here and I had my script right underneath it and I just scrolled. So it was it was actually pretty close. Okay. So I, I, I kept my words close to where I should have been looking and it actually it took a a few tries to get it the way I wanted or as close it was going to get and then you just do multiple recording sessions and just 
clip it all together at the end. Yeah, I didn't have that kind of time. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> no. Well, that's if you did it right. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just do those different segments this is, and, and keep this it This was a, a, a pretend grant proposal. So okay. if it was a real grant proposal, sure. If I I might have gone to those lines. Oh, I guess it depends on how long it was because you could tape multiple things up. It was three. To, it had boards. to be no longer than five minutes. So. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I would have probably put a board behind it with the different pieces and just read them off as I was looking at the camera in the direction of the camera. Yeah, that's the way to do this. <laughs> now I did have you know I'm sitting here doing it in my in my house and um, my husband has you know uh, loves guns and there's a whole bunch. <laughs> In our bedroom, so I'm like, I gotta find a screen to cover those. Oh, you just leave it, man. It's like, yeah, no. I wouldn't give me a bad grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see that? Yeah, we're armed. Yeah. It's like, no, that wasn't the most professional background to have, but uh, (laughs) it's a collection, so it's great. Yeah, sure. Didn't want it in my grant proposal, so (laughs) we got through that. Had fall break this week. We're on the last day of fall break. So mm-hmm. what did I do? I cleaned my house, and my daughter is moving out, so we will be empty nesters after this weekend, officially. That will be interesting. My refrigerator will have a whole lot less crap in it. <laughs> That'll be nice. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I'm going to move my office into my daughter's room. Yay. Get it Get at the other end of the house, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So lots of changes. Empty nesting is, I assume, good and bad. Although you, you've like probably should have been empty nester a long oh, yeah, time we now. Should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's been hanging on for a while. Yeah, she's been engaged for a year and a half and is still living in my house. The other one left, gosh, two three years ago. She lives across town, so it, yeah, it, it's it's been time for this one to go. I, I suspect love when, her to death. Don't get me wrong. But. When Alex turns eighteen, we won't see him again, <laughs> except when he comes to visit. You know, I thought I would be that way, and I, it was going away to college, and then coming back that I was like, okay, I gotta go. But um, my girls didn't, you know, they didn't go to college, so you know, they're both working. I mean, they work full time. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I assume Alex will probably end up in college, and since there's no colleges here in Frankfurt, there's one. But yeah. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, I, I assume he will probably go into a major that is Kentucky right. State's not known for. Minimum, he'll probably go to either UK or U of L. My nephew went to KSU for and he got all his liberal arts stuff, all his basic courses done, and then went to UK for engineering. Yeah, I mean, you saved him a ton of money. Uh, but I imagine that he'll probably go away from school. Yeah. Then when he comes back, he will. If he comes back, he'll probably get a job at some point. Mm-hmm. We won't see him much once he skedaddles off to college so i've got a few more years six or seven more years yeah (laughs) i mean i'm the only one that moved away from my parents my brother and my sister still live close to my parents i'm the only one that moved to another state both my brother and sister went to colleges in other states and i did too but they came back most from what i can gather and just from like the sample set of my immediate friends that where they went to college is where they ended up living, at least for a while afterwards. Because what happens, especially in like the engineering world, is you'd start with uh, co-ops. And okay. you would end up getting a job there. And mm-hmm. generally those were in the areas around the university. Because a lot of times, especially like in an engineering profession, like, okay, I, I graduate out. I'll probably make some contacts with people in the area. Yeah. The professors, the school knows the local companies. 
And that's why you end up kind of in the same area. I had a friend who went to the University of Illinois. He ended up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly, other people, one friend went out to California. He stayed out in California. Another friend went to Atlanta, the schools in Atlanta. He stayed in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my, my brother went to Case in Cleveland, and he ended up back in Massachusetts pretty quickly. He didn't stay out. Well, that's because it's Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was long. <laughs> well, it, it was when the, Cleveland the, either. <laughs> the river, uh, I think, caught on fire when he was there. Was, that's how long ago <laughs> that My was. wife went to Case, and she didn't stay in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, most people yeah, stay I'm, in Cleveland. It I was did. nice for nationals, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I ended up in Louisville. I mean, I went to school in Louisville the end of the day mm-hmm. i mean that was where i grew up but it, still i would have all my friends there. were there and that's where jobs were yeah again based off of, for me it was based off of co-op i did a co-op and then i went full-time with that company mm-hmm. once i got done and that's a fairly common path for a lot of engineers at least well and i guess in my brother's case too he was in engineering but from massachusetts i mean the opportunities engineering wise in massachusetts are pretty big pretty big at that time especially yeah i mean it's just one of those things that you meet people in the area you you generally are going to live in that area right yeah yeah because if you think about all your friends are going to that university at that time as well your friends back home probably have skedaddled elsewhere as well and if you go back home, there's really not much there for right. you, friend-wise. You're not there anymore. Yeah, I don't know anybody in my hometown anymore. Yeah, I mean that's so. that's probably not uncommon. I mean, at this point, I don't. Very few of my friends now live in Louisville. Now, over time, they would they migrated elsewhere. Mm-hmm. People graduate from U of L. There's a couple that still live in Louisville, but mm-hmm. others have moved to like Cincinnati, uh, via a couple different states. Ones back in Louisville, they lived in a couple states for a while. Right. Yeah, it's most people though. Most of my friends from college now don't actually live in the little area. And I don't even. I'm, I'm in Frankfurt, yeah. so. In the area, though, you're not. You're in the area. We can still get or, together. You know, there's a sometime. few that are spread across the country, I'm sure. But yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it was like after college, you went out and did stuff all the time together as a group. Mm-hmm. But now it's like we hang hang out once, maybe twice a year. Yeah. It's it changes over time, and then some of that's just having kids as well. Mm-hmm. So what did uh, you all do fall break? You went, you took a trip. We went to Washington, D.C., which was fabulous, man. We went up there. Hurricane Ian came through, oh, turned into a tropical storm, and just kind of moseyed its way up the East Coast and just decided to settle in over Maryland and Virginia. It was great. Great timing. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, we left Friday night. We got to West Virginia that night. About halfway through West Virginia, it started raining. We had to spend the night in West Virginia, got up, rained all the way into D.C., and then Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, rain. Every day. (laughs) Every day. Not only did it rain, it was cold. It was like in the 50s. It was fantastic weather to go see D.C. Because the thing you do in D.C. is you walk (laughs) a lot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Fortunately, it didn't rain the whole time, but every time you would go out and walk around, it would at least drizzle on you some. Mm-hmm. A couple of days, it rained a decent amount. It wasn't like a hard downpour rain. Okay. It was like a steady rain. Right. So when it did rain, it was fairly steady and fairly just, okay, good thing I have rain jackets. We brought rain gear. Rain gear. We knew it was going to rain. <laughs> well... I was saying to your wife that, you know, at least you didn't have too many crowds because of that. It probably kept a lot of the people away. Well, that and it being October kept a lot of people away. That's true, yeah. There's not a lot of people who are going to uh, take, like, fall break and go to D.C., and that helps. Although there was a 
huge school that parked in our hotel and came and <laughs> took over the pools one of the nights we were there. Ooh. <laughs> it's okay. We were about done anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very crowded that time. It's DC gets crowded in the summer mm-hmm. when people can take trips there. It's warm. The weather's good. All those things. Springtime, I think, too. When the was it the cherry blossoms? The cherry come blossoms. Out? Yeah, in that time, spring breaks and people might go there. But yeah, fall break is still kind of a, a new thing, and I, I'm not sure a lot of people. Well, they take start vacations up north. Later, I mean, because they don't start school until after Labor Day. They don't get a fall break. Oh, My no. family has always okay. been very confused that we have a fall break. That's a relatively new thing, though, even in the yeah. southern states. Uh, yeah, no, and it, it was not very crowded. It was, there was people in every museum, but there were, like, no lines. You, you'd walk in, you kind of walked into the museum, you went through their metal detectors. The security was much more reasonable now. Oh, well, that's good. In the museums, because before it used to be like going through the airport security. Really? They used to have lines. I remember that time we had lines way out the door, and it was like you know, forty-five minute wait oh, to get gosh. into the museum, just because they had you had to get through the security lines. Wow. Now it's just they kind of walk through, and I guess if you have anything large mm-hmm. that sets it off, they'll pull you over to the side. Okay. But if you don't have any like large metal. Devices Did you have to put stuff like on a Mm-mm. thing to go through? You could go through with you all your bags, through, okay. whatever. Okay. I think if you had, like, a big bag, they might pull you off to the side and search right. it. Uh, but if you didn't have any, like, large bags or anything, I mean, they, okay. you didn't take your coats off or anything. That's good. For everything except the two places we did go, we went to um, the archives. We got to see the Constitution and Declaration. Mm-hmm. That had airport security. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> I, and I think I'm they, glad. I think yeah. they do that to slow the, cl- the, cr- the crowds from coming in. Yeah. Because it's such a small space, it's very small, just a little rotunda, and they have uh, the documents, and then they have little segments where they have uh, just historical elements about those documents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you come in, and we're like kind of standing in line to go around the outside, and the guy's like, "You don't stand in line; you can go wherever you want." I'm like, okay, we just kind of wandered into the. I, don't, yeah. I didn't read any of the side stuff. I only read like one or two of them. I went and saw the documents, hung out for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting. I'm always very in good awe when I'm in. The presence of something like that because it's just it's oh i don't know it's just it's wild to see something that's that old and is that important to us and then into well yeah i mean there. yeah you're talking about the culmination of a, a lot of different political philosophies from that mm-hmm. time that were uh, amalgamated into that one document is is pretty cool there, there yeah. is no doubt about that uh, it was an interesting <laughs> experience to go there and see that their penmanship was immaculate <laughs> and to be able to do it for that long is just amazing i wonder how long it actually took them to write it all out well i mean i'm assuming there's a draft but i think the final yeah, draft sure was probably I, I assume those people you know you have to remember that in the 1700s there was no television yeah there was no radio there's no distractions there were no distractions right. it, you did your job and if writing was involved, you wrote, and you probably you probably took some notes on some paper, on some you scratched some things out, mm-hmm. and then you took your time writing, mm-hmm. which we don't do nowadays. Most of us we're just jamming it out, and if we'll yeah. just make corrections as we go, because it's easy to make changes on a computer screen. Yep. Back then, uh, no, not so easy. You have to <laughs> yeah. rewrite the whole thing. Oh no. <laughs> and I imagine they probably got fairly good at it. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't take as long as it would take us to try to write something oh, out no. that neatly. <laughs> they were skilled artists in uh, yes. penmanship. 
So that was interesting. Uh, yeah, we it rained the whole time. We did go see the Air and Space Museum out by Dulles, and that was cool because that had a lot of the planes, mm-hmm. historical planes. Like you got to see the Discovery Space Shuttle. It's That's parked cool. in there, which is really cool. And and you got to speaking of historical things, you got to see the Enola Gay. They have it hanging there. Oh wow! And you're like you know, five feet from this plane that dropped the atomic bomb, which is crazy to think. Of. <laughs> wow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just yeah, and it, it, we got so, we saw the Capitol. That had heavy security as well. Yeah. And then like after we got done, they're like, well, the gallery's open for the Senate, not the House, because the House isn't in. I guess the Senate was in that morning or something, but it was the, the gallery was open. We're like. Well, we're here. Let's go see the gallery. Yeah, it was a huge mistake. <laughs> we ended up in a line for it. Oh. And then you go in, and they give you a basket. It's like, anything electronic has to go in here. Anything like pens, papers, all that stuff has to go into these crates. Okay. So you'd get your family together, and everybody put their stuff into like the crate, okay. and they would put it under. And then you would go, and we got into the next line, and then the next line. And then they went through another round of security. They had like an oh electromagnet. Gosh. They checked your shoes and stuff. Wow. It was crazy. I'm like, Gosh dang! And then you finally get in, you get to you know, sit over top. There's nothing going on the Senate floor because they adjourned. They adjourned. And, <laughs> and you just kind of sit there for five, ten minutes, looking at the floor. And they had some cops there, and they were answering some questions from just the mm-hmm. locals there. And my thought was, as I was sitting there, was like, okay, we just went through all that. How the heck do these protesters get their big things and chain themselves to stuff at, in, in these galleries because I know that happens. How do they get this yeah. stuff in here after you go through all that security? <laughs> well, I think things have changed, maybe. Well, I assume it's... because they're looking for like things that are dangerous, if right. you were to have like a sign or something like that and you just had that like inside of your shirt sure. or something like that, I don't think they would pick that up potentially. Yeah. And if you did, I don't think they could take that from you. And I imagined now that yeah now that I started thinking about it a long time afterwards they probably use like if when they chain themselves they're probably using zip ties which oh, would go yeah. through they that are plastic, plastic and, and not yeah. get picked up and they could just zip yeah. tie themselves that stuff so I kind of thought like okay well maybe we can get through with that but it's like good gosh how would you be able to get into this protest yeah you really materials? have to you have to be thinking about it and spend some time and probably well, some trial well, and error probably to get going through. through the process yeah well, a couple times uh, probably not trial and error but. Going through yeah. just to see what are they looking for. Well, you would for. take certain things that may or may not get confiscated and kind of work your way through yeah. what does and doesn't get through. I mean, because you figure everybody's filmed, you know, going through. Yeah. So they're going to recognize you if you're coming through with something. Yeah, but you can go anytime you want because it is yeah. the people's place. And yeah, it it's is. It's just a pain to get in and out of. Yeah. It was just, that was, that was kind of my thought. If we went through all that security, like four rounds of security. I, I thought it was interesting that you couldn't have like a digital watch interesting. in there. I'm still trying to figure out why. I assume because some of them LTE is the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Because it's like, what am I gonna, what, what am I gonna do with my Garmin? Please give it back. <laughs> it's really important. <laughs> yeah. So I lost all those steps in that oh, time from there. So sorry. Yeah, we were doing twenty thousand <laughs> steps a day back then, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, it rained, and then like one night, uh, my wife's mother-in-law was like, "You all need to do one of the night tours." to the monuments and stuff. It's really awesome and things like that. I'm like, okay, let's do this. We'll go. And, of course, it's raining, which is great. Uh, we get a, a, my wife finds a tour with a double-decker bus, which is cool. And, like, the second, so you have the first floor, and the second floor is, like, the first, like, four or five seats are kind of covered. And then okay. the back is all open air. Okay. Summer, great to be able to sit. You can great. actually see out all around. 
Alex is like, we need to sit back there. We need to sit in the back. I'm like, your son. <laughs> like, no, no, let's not sit in the back row. There's going to be a lot of wind. It's pretty cold out. It's raining as it is. We're yeah. going to get a lot of rain in our face. Let's go maybe two or three seats back from the wall there. That way we're at least, right, at least somewhat protected from the wind, kind of like a convertible. Yeah. And it wouldn't be as bad. It was still bad. <laughs> it was raining. And like the driver's like, yeah, watch for branches because I guess they were wet. Hang oh. lower. So I, I got slapped in the face by <sighs> some by uh, some leaves at one point. I, like one time I we, we eventually started, oh, there's one coming. One came down, like funked me on the Ooh. head. <laughs> a branch. And oh like my Alex gosh. got hit in the face with a branch too. <laughs> oh, the memories. And then it just did rain. It was so cold. We got like halfway through and they stopped at like the Lincoln Memorial, which we'd seen like, the day before during the day. Mm-hmm. We, we ran up the stairs to try to kind of keep warm. <laughs> my wife, she found the right spot because her brother went. They found a, there's like underneath the Lincoln. I didn't even know there was an underneath there. They went in there and it was warm in there. We should have gone the Memorial? Yeah, there's like a little like gift shop and things oh, like that wow. okay. at the, near the base, kind of around it. And yeah, we should have gone in there and kind of warmed up for a few minutes before we yeah, went back yeah, out. Then the second half of it, because they're like taking you around DC and stuff. So you saw some monuments, but it was like a lot of just like DC. Like this is Georgetown, and like here is such and such like building or whatever. Different areas. Yeah, the yeah. FBI building. And we're like we're freezing and <laughs> just miserable then we get done and we have to walk back to the hotel and he was so cold Aww. we got back we had to he like take a bath just Aww, to warm up guy. so <laughs> it was cold it was miserable you know good memories good memories yeah but. good good <laughs> and we we drove back on wednesday we got up that morning we went and hit the jefferson memorial out of the way of the town and that's like you park and walk a long way to get to the Jefferson Memorial. They, they had like this little big parking lot. Like, I don't know how anybody goes and sees us in the summer. There's a little parking lot. And we got in. It's about two-thirds full. And then we walked over to the Jefferson Memorial. I don't know mm-hmm. what those people were doing parked there. I don't know if they go to like have a job and they're just parking there in general and oh. then taking their bike and riding or something. I, I don't know. Because we only saw like two people at the Jefferson Memorial. I don't know if they're walking somewhere else around there. Don't know. I don't know. But it was a tiny parking lot. Considering, like, this is a major monument yeah. that a lot of people see. It might have had, like, 100 cars in it. Room for 100 cars in this parking lot. Really? Yeah, we walked around the Jefferson Memorial in the rain. It <laughs> rained quite a bit there. And they were doing work on it. And you, you can still walk up to it. But there's, I guess they were redoing big chunks of it. So a lot of it was kind of hidden in okay. construction. It was neat. And then we start driving back. We get to West Virginia again. And then you see this long line where the clouds end nothing but sun on the other side <laughs> first time you've seen the sun in four days <laughs> first time we've seen the fun of sun in four days oh we roll God. into it and it's like we're in the middle of west virginia and there's just not a cloud in the sky <laughs> Cloud in the sky. Wow. Uh, oh, that's too funny. We get oh back goodness. to Louisville and the next day it's cloudy and rainy. <laughs> it's just cloudy, I guess. Thursday. Say, we haven't had, oh, yeah, I guess we Thursday was pretty cloudy. Things. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of rain. Just some drizzle. Oh, well, Louisville did. Yeah, because we didn't have any here. We had like a couple sprinkles. Yeah, and a friend of mine was bit, in Louisville and bad. he was like, Yeah, did you get a damp? Because we, I mountain okay. biked yesterday with a friend and he was like, Did it rain there? And I was like, No, no we're good to ride. So, I mean, and the trails are a dusty mess, just FYI, if you go mountain biking. Probably. You could use some rain because it was very dusty. <laughs> well, welcome back <laughs> from your rainy trip. Good times. Good times, good times. All right. Well, we were going to talk about... Product review. 
product review. That's right. We're going to talk about the Varia, I think it's the 515 RTL. Okay. And what is that? is Garmin's radar slash blinky light. Okay. It's a blinky light. It's a blinky light. Uh, it's about, I should have had it with me. could at least show them. Isn't it like two or three inches? It's a couple long, inches tall, like about an inch wide. It has a blinky light on one end, and then the rest is kind of black uh, plastic. You uh, attach it to the, it's got some little straps and stuff, so you attach it to your seat post. Okay. And it's got different attachments. So if you have like an aero bike, it has like a, a narrow one that can oh. hit on that. It okay. has one for like the fatter bike seats that you might see on like a mountain bike, I guess. The kind okay. of the wider ones, and they have one for your more traditional road bike, a little bit smaller. That's Seat nice because, like the Aero Road bike, I know the regular lights always. I always have problems because they just yes. they won't stay on there because it's too narrow. So that's nice. Okay. Yeah, they have the they have a base. They have and then they have like it's kind of like a backing. Okay. Because the base attaches to that backing that attaches to your seat post and it clamps on with the, their bands like they have for the bike computer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, then it's basically a computer mount. It has it's the same mounting mechanism as that, and you just kind of get it in and you turn it and it clicks in there clicks in that way when you want to take it off you don't have to take the whole assembly apart you just unhook it like you would a bike computer and you charge it which is pretty cool and that's nice it's nice to have a bike computer that does that Uh, it's interesting i've hooked it up to my hammerhead bike computer i haven't tried it with a garmin i assume that it probably works very similarly okay some slight variations difference between it and it's actually interesting that once you sync it with your bike computer, as soon as you start your ride, it'll turn it on. Okay. You don't have to turn it on. That's nice. Now, the thing I haven't been able to figure out is how do I get it to turn it on in blinking mode? It turns on in solid mode. Oh. And usually I have to cycle through. There's like a little button on it you cycle through to get to like right, the blinking mode, blinky which mode. is where I want. I haven't spent, I guess, enough time. There's got to be okay. a setting in there for it to set yeah. what mode you want it on when it connects and then when you're done with the ride it turns off nice once you stop the ride on your bike computer it it turns it off which is interesting (laughs) uh in a a good way because that way it's going to guarantee to be on and it's going to be guaranteed to turn off to save battery so it turns off when you turn off the bike computer no when when you you stop when you stop the ride i don't know if i necessarily like that let's say you stop like the side of the road you still want to be seen no like when you stopped like in the ride okay you know how so you, you stop, stop the and you stop the bike computer and you okay. this is Stopping the ride the I'm saving the ride okay it turns it off gotcha okay not just like if you're pausing on the side correct. of the road okay that's correct clarifying gotcha okay and that's neat but the the big feature of it and the reason it's I guess 150 dollars not because it's a blinky light it's because it has a radar based system nice which is interesting I've you know it's probably something. That if you're in more of an urban environment, it might be more useful than for me. I I'm generally can hear traffic coming. I can generally, and I know mm-hmm. how to look over my shoulder and see traffic coming. Um, I don't really use a bike mirror. But if you really liked bike mirrors, this would be a product for you because it would basically replace your bike mirror. Uh, what happens is when a car comes behind you, it will signal. And depending on your bike computer, the hammer... It does, um, on the left side of the screen, it, 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 a little bar comes up okay. with the speed of the vehicle coming. It's usually either yellow or red. Red means it's going really fast. Yellow means it's slowed down some. Okay. 
and it a little icon will show up from the bottom towards the top to tell you how far away they are from you. And when they're on the bottom, they're a pretty good ways back. As it gets to the top, they're much closer and about ready right to pass you. Okay. And once it passes, it goes green and says it's clear, which is really cool because then you don't have to worry about hearing a car coming behind you. You don't have to worry about looking back anymore. Does it make any audible noise? Yeah, it makes an audible noise. Okay. It's different than the other, at least on this bike. My bike computer makes a different noise. I haven't quite figured out all the noises completely. It's there's cause mine has a noise for like when you hit the 5K. Okay. It has a noise for the bike computer, and then it has a noise for turns. <laughs> and they're different. They are different. Yeah. But you have to kind of like pay attention. Right. Which one <laughs> <Yeah>. is that? <laughs> Which one was that? It's like a main beep, and then it's like a one short beep for turns, a big beep, and two short for car coming, and then a big beep, and then three short ones for you've hit your lap mechanism of whatever, gone by 5K, 5 miles, whatever, your lap settings at. Uh, You get that. And the other thing that I found was cool as I started doing it is that if there were multiple cars, they would show multiple icons. Oh, so it knows. It knows that there's multiple cars behind you, which could be really handy because one of the problems you have, at least I've always had, is when a car passes, how do I know there's not another car falling right. behind them? And that's always the real challenge when you're uh, riding without a, a rear view mirror and stuff. Because, you know, you see a car come and you're trying to look over your shoulder to see if there's anybody else coming. Yeah. Which is really handy. Um, you know, it, it's a pretty cool little feature to provide you access with what's behind you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, the one time I had a double car, which I was just it was pulling a long trailer, but I can forgive that. Yeah. It's just a bigger vehicle. But yeah, I've had it strike two or three cars behind me. You can see the little, there's three little icons and they pass you one at a time and go off the screen. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty nice feature of the, uh, of the system. It, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's good and bad. I find myself riding more in the middle of the road with it than I did before. Ooh. Okay. Because you're trusting it. I'm trusting it's going to be coming up behind me, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm going to get over once I hear the beep. I don't have to just kind of ride over on the right side of the road all the time. by yeah. default, which is what I've always done in case like there's a car coming up and I don't hear it very well. Yeah. They can get by me. Uh, I find myself riding further into the road than I would normally ride, hmm. which is, I guess, a good thing. I don't know. It's You don't have to worry about running off the road because that's always the... You get close right. to the side of the road, you because, ride all the time. You know, there's, there's debris and potholes and stuff, more stuff over to the right-hand side. It's always a little bit more hazardous when you're near the edge, glass, you know, and all that. No, you just don't pay attention. Junk. You ride yeah. off the road. <laughs> the road. Yeah. Which I've come close yeah. to doing. Yeah, you're looking over life. your shoulder to see if there's a car. And whoopsie, <laughs> you know, well, so uh, much for that. Yeah. Uh, but I find myself, I don't ride in the middle, but I find myself riding more closer to, further and further into the road now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't worry about like trying to hear for cars anymore, which is probably a bad thing <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things. Because what happens when you don't have the bike, when you don't have it on your, right. your bike for whatever reason, it. Yeah. and you've gotten used to it. Or, or the battery dies. <laughs> battery. Fortunately, you have like battery things that tell you that it's coming okay. on. There's a little icon that shows up on the screen to tell you that it's on and off okay. as well. Uh, but it is, yeah, that, that was kind of my thought is I ended up using it to ride in the road, which generally is probably a bad idea the one area it is good uh, probably the best thing i've seen from it was when i was going out and doing hard intervals 
Mm-hmm. I could just ride and not have to worry about cars because it would alert me that there's a car coming. <coughs> yeah. When you're going hard, it's really hard to... Wow, I say hard multiple times. <laughs> when you're going at a, at a high intensity, it's really challenging to pay attention to what's going on around yeah. you sometimes. Well, your focus, you know, you're, you're trying to focus on your interval, but if you're distracted because you're worrying about cars, this way you don't have to. Yeah, you're trying to deal with the discomfort of the, <laughs> of the challenge in front of you, and you're not really worried about yet the other inputs that are coming from things like cars. Yeah. That, that provides some security uh, now tell peace me of mind. This, does it, if you're riding with somebody else, is it going to pick up a bike? I don't know. I've not ridden with anybody else to know how what it does among traffic. Because I know people in the group have them. I have not asked. I it has like a, a a bike mode where it blinks at a much dimmer okay. light, if not to just... annoy the people behind you. I, I assume it probably doesn't pick up bikes just from a standpoint of... That they're going that they're, slower? Yeah, or that hmm. they're looking for certain size vehicles, probably or certain so- signatures. Because, like I said, I don't know... I haven't been paying attention for like motorcycles. I don't think I've had a motorcycle pass me okay. with it, so I don't know if it picks up motorcycles. But I think it probably I, it did. It probably does. I mean, I, some of it might be based on like the speed differentials as well. Yeah, it's looking for speed differentials. Yeah. Now, one thing that does happen is you might have a car behind you, and then you kind of hit a roller, mm-hmm. and then it'll disappear because the radar yep. can't pick it up anymore because it's on the other side of the hill. Yeah. Which leads to these weird things of like, is there a car there or did it turn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you really don't know if it's turned or if it's still back there. And that can be something to keep in mind when you start, or like going around cars. Well, that happens without, uh, yes. you know, it's like, wait, where did they go? Did they turn? Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Fun. Yeah. Uh, curves can be the same thing. Any type of curve where there's like a hillside in the way. Mm-hmm. If the car's far enough back, it'll disappear. Okay. And then it'll pick it back up once it straightens out and it sees the car again mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool it, it, it gives you like some red bucks, if it's going fast and yellow i mean that's you know that's a pretty good price point for something that could potentially save your life if you bike a lot yeah i mean it's it's more of like electric shifting in my mind it's unnecessary but it's nice to have yeah i mean you should just always be aware but if you're you know, if you're somebody that does get distracted or is, you know, just focusing, wants to focus on the ride, it it sounds like it would be worth it for sure. Like I said, for, my, for me, it really doesn't change much because I, you know, I've, I've ridden for years without it. It just, it, life becomes more convenient with it. Mm-hmm. It's like electric shifting. I, I don't need electric shifting. I can go out there and shift with cable shifters all day long. Right. But electric shifting's nicer. And yeah. it makes the ride just a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, well, this that's is, why we do it. So. This is the same thing. It, it, it's unnecessary. It does make the ride a little more enjoyable because now you don't have to worry. You don't have to have like a, a rear view mirror. You don't have to be kind of constantly looking over your shoulder for cars coming up on you and, right. and listening to the cars coming I mean, up it's on convenient, you. but it's a safety convenience. So that to me is worth more than electronic shifting that just makes the ride nicer this you know i guess i mean like i said for me it didn't really change much as far as like you know paying attention on the road yeah the the nice thing you run into for me is that when you hear cars coming you can 
it's nice to know that it's coming from behind and not necessarily from a front. Because sometimes if like there's a lot of cars coming around, it becomes hard to hear the things. Mm-hmm. You know, something might be sound like it's coming up from behind, but it's really coming up in front of you, especially in the hills. Now tell me this: there's one. I don't know if it's that brand that there's a camera that will yeah they have a more expensive film. camera one that films okay. as cars come up behind you mm-hmm. uh, i don't didn't want that one for a couple of reasons one the battery life on it sucks hmm. i bet yeah <laughs> you know you might get three or four hours of battery time out of that one yeah which to me is i'm much bigger fan of longer battery life so i don't have to charge things as often yeah uh, and this one i've I mean, I could go on five, six, seven, eight hours of rides and not have to charge it. Okay. And it's since it's connected to your bike computer, you can kind of see what the charging level right. is on. Uh, usually I kind of charge it when I charge my bike computer, which is probably more frequent than it needs to be done. Yeah, I know people that have the camera ones, and mainly they're riding in areas where there's sort of notorious drivers for, you know, that are... Um, Notorious for trying to run people. You know, off the road. I mean, if and we, I'm and we're we're very lucky here. We just don't really have that. The reality is, if I'm run off the road, I'm probably in much worse shape than <laughs> anything else. But it's probably not going to save me one way or another. No, but you're going to have prosecute the prosecution. Yeah, sue I mean, them it's, later on. It's a way to it. it's a way to catch the person that's doing, doing it, it, not necessarily to give you any warning. You know, it's yeah. just a, it's a matter of accountability for that person that's yeah. trying to run you off the road. So. But yeah, for me, it's, it's, it, it always comes back to battery life. It's like the Phoenix 7. I got the Phoenix 7 over the Epix 2 solely because of battery life, even though the Epix 2 is probably the better watch because it's brighter and easier to see. Mm-hmm. I value battery life. The fact that I could go on my trip to D.C. and not have to worry about battery on my watch running out and have to take that charger with me is, I find valuable. Yeah. I just don't like to charge things. So the longer I can go with that charging <laughs> stuff, noticed. the better. Yeah, we seem to have a theme here. <laughs> that, that's how I make my technology decisions sometimes. That's how I ended up with Chromebooks is because, like, a laptop, I like two-hour battery life. I'm like, oh, this Chromebook has 8, 10, 12 hours of battery life? Fantastic. Yes. I can take it with me on a, a day at work and not have to worry about recharging it. Yeah. That, to me, is invaluable. Or, like, yeah. if I'm sitting around the house, I can take it with me and not have to be plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I find creature That's, comforts yeah. that, that I care That's about. That's your, your first goal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. But, yep. yeah, no, it's it's a good device. It works. It works well. Yeah. Is it is it worth the money? Yeah. yeah. And for peace of mind for some people, yeah. For some people, I can see where they would really like it. For me, it's... I would like it's it. It's another piece of tech. I, I think that's something that uh, may end up on my Christmas list just because that would make sense for me. Um, yeah. You know, I just some of these narrow country roads and stuff, and you're just like you said, you're not sure which way cars are coming, things like that. Um, yeah, I, I would find that much uh, much more comforting than me going ah, and going off the road. But, and I also like the fact that it's easier to charge up than a lot of the other ones because it since it's like separates, mm-hmm. it's easy to take off and charge. Yeah, you take off the bike easier. computer, you take off the lights, you just. Yeah, it's, the it's all yeah. there. Now, the downside is if you have multiple bikes like me, it becomes kind of a pain in the ass to switch from one bike to the next. I guess I could get multiple mount kits. <laughs> I, I and that's like another 10 or 15 if, bucks per mount. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's not too bad. Well, because like my, my uh, aero bike has the different mount, and it needs the thinner right. one versus my road bike. And then I've got my. So you've bikes. already got all three mounts. So but, yes, but they, they don't like actually connect to the bike. You'd have to oh. like, disconnect it from the bike, take it to the other one, and connect it. You have to buy like the mounting piece and the 
and the vans and stuff uh, like that for each bike if you wanted okay. to keep them separate on separate bikes. Yeah. And that's like 15 bucks a pop. So I haven't gotten down that road okay. yet. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> someday. that important. Maybe I'll get a second one. There you go. Because I usually do bounce between a couple of bikes uh, depending on the time of the year. Mm-hmm. That'd cool. be handy. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting device. It, it works. Um, it's the biggest takeaway. It works and it works pretty well. It works and do, it gives you a lot of information. Yeah. Well, cool. Very good. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening to us. If you uh, are listening to us on iTunes, give us five stars, please. We'd like that. If yep. you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button. There you go. I'm getting it. Gosh, and it's been a while, too. And you can get a ringer thing, whatever. No, you subscribe. You subscribe. There you'll we go. Be, and then and we then, let you know. Yes. Subscribe, and you'll find out about our videos. If you hit the bell, yep. you'll be notified there we when go. we uh, update, which is right now about once a month, so you may want to hit it just <laughs> to <laughs> just know when we come around. We're not on a regular schedule right now. Hopefully that'll sort itself out here soon. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Life is life, you know. It's busy and training and everything else. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.